0: We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. W.A.T.V. Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome we bride to Five Side the Chat with Dr. June bride, bride of Christ. Christ. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Treehouse Publishers presents two books that are garden twins written by Dr. June Knight. One is called Organic Christianity Back to the Garden and the other one is The Clarion Called to Unity and the Bride of Christ. The organic Christianity talks about the Lord wanting to clean our temples of any impurities and unnatural things that have attached to us. He wants us to walk in purity, holiness, and consecration. The book talks about us going back to our roots and examining our lives so that we can reap the harvest that God wants us to reap. He prophetically gave Dr. June a dream, saying that the books needed to be released on Easter because they represented the resurrection, which is the organic Christianity book, and the the resurrection and Passover. Because Passover, with the clarion call to unity, is a prophetic book about things to come and how God wants us to deal with it which goes back to matters of the heart. So both books are meant to be together as twins. They go back to the two trees in the garden. You have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is where our self rules from. And then we have the tree of life, which is where heaven rules from. In the beginning, we made the wrong choice. But in the end, we are the generation to make the right choice. We will make it right with God. So some of us may be martyred. But we are going to choose the right tree at any cost. So if you will go to www.gotreehouse.org, you can order both twins. And remember, it's all about the harvest. So it's God preparing our hearts to line up with his will So that we can do whatever he has called us to do and pay whatever price may be required. So once again, go to www.gotreehouse.org and you can order the twins there. They are on sale for $20 for the pair. And I pray that you will have a life-changing experience through these books. Because he has a destiny for every one of you. And both books, uh, the first book is 230 pages. And the second book is 250 pages. And the Lord wants to change our life through these books. Amen. God bless you, Bride. good morning bright good morning on this beautiful thursday morning i'm so excited i'm dressed and ready to go to work but i wanted to spend a few minutes with you this morning and i want us to talk about organic christianity this morning you can't hear it right now but the birds have been singing to the lord the sun is shining it is beautiful this morning And we just praise the Lord for all of his uh, patience towards us as Americans, patience towards us as his church, and his love towards us as his people. So this morning, let's just worship him a minute. Uh, We praise you this morning, Lord. You are just so beautiful. We give this Bible study to you, Lord, and We ask that your presence would be all over this this morning, Lord. It's all about your face, Lord. It's all about your glory and your purpose for our lives, Lord. And we live to please you above any other. You are the joy, Lord, that we live for every day. We thank you for saving us, setting us free, uh, delivering us as we watched last night on that broadcast. Delivering us from all of our vileness, all of our uh, shame. You delivered us, Lord. And we we just praise you. You're, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we give you, you, all of the glory in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brad. Okay, this morning, we're going to start out uh, reading our little daily psalms and prayers that we do every morning. Remember the daily psalms and prayers? I love this little book. Lord, I pray for the author today. Let me see who the author is. I need to interview this author. Christine Dahlman. She lives in Washington State. Wow, Christine Dahlman. Oh, she is also the author of Daily Devotions for Seniors. Oh, bless her Lord. Okay, then there's another guy. Randy Peterson is a writer and church educator from New Jersey with more than f- 50, 40 books. What? I have got to interview these people help me Lord okay here we go oh I haven't even seen this they've got an intro listen to this for many believers the book of Psalms is a favorite Old Testament book because its verses express much of what they feel regarding their relationship with God each song was written to be set to music for worship. Psalms, a collection of 150 poems, was literally ancient Israel's hymnal. Today, it remains a source of inspiration, comfort, and encouragement as a prayer book for Jews and Christians alike. In fact, the poetry's beauty and power to inspire worship still has modern songwriters spinning melodies around the sacred lyrics of the psalmist. Yes. One of the songs of psalms that I love so much is the one that says um, as the deer panteth for the water so my soul longeth after you You, O Lord, are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. Remember that one, Bride? I love that song. Okay, well, let's go to today in our little book. And I know many of you, Bride, have ordered this book. Somebody gave this to me as a gift, as long as we are partnering with him there is provisions i believe to a lot of things like you know whatnot okay so a renewal of our physical and emotional energy is something we should actively and regularly trust god to provide in our lives i want to encourage you today to call upon the lord and ask him to renew our energy we are lord we're calling upon you right now asking you to renew our energy and vitality as we walk through the busyness and even difficulties of life it's god's promise to give us strength and energy so we decree that we receive renewed energy and strength today don't give up it's going to work out for your good amen yes lord once again this is coming from brenda kuneman pastor of lord of host church in omaha Nebraska with her husband, Hank. All right. Now, starting today, Brad, we're going to begin to read out of my book called Organic Christianity. Remember, these are twins. I have this one and then the Clarion Call to Unity book. (coughs) Excuse me, okay. This one's part one. They're twins. And this one's part two. Clearing Call to Unity in the Bride of Christ. But it's all a part of the series of the We Are the Bride series. Which this one is my first book. Which is my testimony. Uh, I've told you about my testimony. No need to go there. But we are going to explore these two books. <clears throat> because these books cover time. Now let me explain. The Lord locked me up in a cabin. It sounds funny, but... He gave me a cabin for 11 weeks in Mississippi, and I had uh, a a midwife, and she was in the house. I was like in a horse stable, okay, which is like a little trailer in the back, and I was back there with a bunch of horses. And uh, I would pray every day in, in tongues, and she would feed me. And she took care of me, and I just listened to the Holy Ghost and I would write. And this was an 11 week uh, experience with the Lord. The Holy Spirit came to visit me uh, two days in a row, and he would come, and he would walk right in the room, Brian, every two hours. Every two hours. And when he would walk in, it was the most amazing thing because. I would feel him walk in, and this power, uh, this, the power from him was so amazing. I would fall over on the bed in a fetal position because he was downloading into me all of this revelation about what's coming to the bride. And I would lay on the bed, and I would weep, and I would tell him, she's not ready. Uh, See, bride, what you don't know is, I told you I feel like a mama to you. I f-, and it's like that with the Lord. He shows me these things, and then I weep to him. I I repent for you. I cry for you. Like Saturday when I was at the march, and I saw the, the church's role in the LGBTQ situation in the country. So I was repenting to the Lord like a mother, repenting to the Lord on behalf of the church, like we're sorry, Lord, we've done this to you, and repenting on behalf of the bride. So when the Holy Spirit walked in the room, And I had this encounter with God in Mississippi for 11 weeks. He was downloading all this information. He was showing me visions of what's coming to the church. And I kept writing and writing. And the book got like 400 pages. (laughs) I was like, Lord, you (laughs) know. I was like, you know, the bride is not going to read a book 400 pages. And he gave me a dream. He said, in this dream, he said, that's because you're pregnant with twins. It's not one book. It's two books. And they're twins. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, and they are prophetically to be released on Easter, on Resurrection Day. Well... I was in this cabin during the month of February and March. So it was right at the point of the resurrection day coming. So the first day that the Holy Spirit would come every two hours and just wreck me, you know, in the middle of the two hours, I went up to the house to have dinner. And I was telling her and her husband, I said, I am having the most amazing experiences with God. <laughs> like what? And I said, He walks right in the room. You know, and they're like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, right. I was like, He walks right in the room. He starts. I feel his presence so thick, <clears throat> and he's downloading all this information, and I'm I'm overwhelmed, and I'm repenting for the bride. And guess what he did, bride? Just to let me know I'm not crazy. He walked right in the room in front of these people. He walked right in, and he just wrecked me right there. And I was weeping. They were weeping. They could feel his presence so thick. And they're like, go, go. He wants to minister to you. He wants to show you more. I got up. I, I My food was down. I got up and ran. And I, I was weeping. I'm going to try not to cry, but. I was weeping, running back there to the horse stable, I call it, back to the little trailer where I was staying. And I was running back there, and I was like, what are you trying to show me, Lord? What are you trying to show me? And he did that for two days. Supernatural encounter with God is where these books came from. So we're going to read these books. We need to hear this again. Because the devil is a liar. And see, a lot of the people that was there on Saturday with the LGBT uh, issues believed a lie from the devil, okay? That is how, bribe we get off into sin. We reason in ourselves these lies. Oh, I can be with that married man. He doesn't like his wife, so... I'm a much better candidate, so it's okay. You know, he'll leave his wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, we reason within ourselves why we go off into sin. Well, I don't have any attention, so I really need this relationship because I need this. You know what I mean? Like, we reason why we do things. Well, the truth is the truth is the truth. And then, having to do with religion... A lot of people get caught up in religion, denominations, rules of law, doctrine, and they lose relationship. They, they lose that God is very real, tangible, and your creator. He wants to have a very real relationship. Because let me tell you something, Brad. When I first, you know, the six years ago, when I got in the prayer closet in the woods, And the Lord began talking to me and, and, you know, putting me in my prophetic office. Okay? He started showing me things that were opposite of what I've learned my whole life. And I fought it. I'm like, this can't be true. This is, I've learned this my whole life. And And he would show me. It's an organic relationship. Okay, so let's go. So we're going to read the introduction. This book, Organic Christianity, is a twin book with clarion call to unity in the Bride of Christ. They are meant to be together, according to a dream the Lord gave me on February second, two 2016. Oh, I put the date in there. He told me in the dream they are twins. These books are bookends. Wow. One represents the beginning, I knew this, one represents the beginning of time and the other represents the end of time. This book represents the beginning of time and our role back in the garden. The other book represents the end of time and is a prophetic book about days to come. The Clarion Call to Unity reveals the garden relationship we must have with God to endure the trials that are ahead. It examines the current day church and reveals to the bride how we can have unity despite our differences. It talks about the tree of life and Jesus being the root of that tree. We are going to choose the right tree in the end and redeem mankind to God. We will be the generation that does not choose to satisfy self like Eve did thus it may cost us our lives however by our choosing the tree of life in the end instead of accepting accepting satan's fruit in the end we will have eternal life wow this thing is powerful already organic christianity back to the garden reflects the need to go back to the garden and our roots to build a relationship with god that he has intended for us since the beginning of time it's dropping all processed traditions doctrines beliefs trainings expectations and culture it's going back to our creator and opening our hands wide and proclaiming reveal yourself to me god show me your destiny for me and teach me how to please you in my life Heal my roots and make me whole again in your eyes. We are being transparent before God and allowing Him to examine our roots and do some house cleaning so that we can be used by Him. It's purity before our holy God. (laughs) Brian, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, Wow! I wrote this in 2016. I had no idea that three years later I'd be working in the White House. I mean... (laughs) What God has done. You just got to laugh about the awesomeness of our God. Okay. It's going from processed and tainted to the original intent of holiness and purity. It's time for the bride to clean her lamps for her soon coming king. I pray this book encourages you to press forward knowing that you are his bride. As I minister in various prisons. Oh, I miss the prison ministry. Oh, I've got so many stories about the prison ministry. I realize one of the greatest attacks of Satan upon the church today is in our identity. Wow, bride. this And I had no idea what the Democrats was going to do years down the road with the identity. They're trying to rob the entire culture of their identity with this H.R. 5. Okay, so Satan tries to convince the church that its members do not have self-worth and attempts to distract them from their destiny and calling. If the church does not have the revelation that they are the bride of Christ with all rights to the inheritance that God has provided for them, they will not achieve the destiny that God designed for them before time began. Over 51% of the prisoners in the United States are incarcerated due to drugs. Less than 1% is due to murder. The rest are due to identity crisis sins, such as robbery, etc. These statistics are from prison training I've had in various prisons. I'm sure it's as shocking to you as it was for me. I pray this book will open your eyes to God's true calling and purpose for your life. God specifically designed each human for a reason. The reason is to give humans a choice as to whether or not he will serve God. If a person chooses to allow God to finish his life destiny book, they will reveal another aspect of who God is to humanity. Isn't that beautiful, Bride? Because that is a revelation. My my revelation of my story is, okay it is for god's glory but my story is not meant to imitate someone else's story my story is a very unique blueprint and chapter written by god himself just like my thumbprint is different than everybody else's thumbprint it is not meant to look identical to someone else's blueprint god has a ministry that's very unique he has something very creative just for you you see what i mean so if we don't allow god to be creative how are we going to know what that destiny is you know my whole ministry now for six years has been always forerunning and what i mean is is i go into areas nobody else else's went, and that's because god tells me to and then i go i go through great persecution but then others follow and they start doing it why because they see it can be done <laughs> That's just the way it is. But you follow the blueprint that God has for you. Okay, so let's continue. I pray this book will open your eyes to God's true calling and purpose for your life. Okay, well, let's go on that. We are all here to provide a revelation of who God is. One human may reveal how great his mercies are for mankind. Another may reveal how he is a healing God. Another person may reveal how if humanity trusts God, he will be the true husband and provider that's mine. Each human has a divine reason for being on the earth. When a person makes the choice to surrender his life to his creator, we will then know that God can take anyone's nothingness and make them into something. We are on earth in God's great garden. This book delves into this garden and how he created this beautiful place for us to respect and to enjoy. Like a tree in God's great garden, we are commanded to bear good fruit. If a tree bears good fruit, it is alive and well nourished on the outside. If a tree does not bear fruit, it is withered and dried on the inside. So we want to bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. This book also explores the various ways we taint our trees. It provides insight into the enemy's tactics to tempt you, to receive of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It also brings revelation to the tree of life as our life source for today. I pray that after reading this book, you will wake up every morning. Oh my goodness! Look, Brad, I still do this today, even in Washington, D.C. Listen to this. I pray that after reading this book, you will wake up every morning and recognize the birds. (laughs) Recognize the beautiful trees and the beautiful sky that God provides for you every day. I just want to cry. Oh, my goodness. I praise you, Lord. I'm having a revelation, right? Hold on. When I wrote these books, I was homeless and I was traveling the country. <laughs> Living in much persecution, and back then, I had no idea what God was gonna do in the future. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. This is God confirming to me of his love. Because here I am in my promised land and I still hear the birds. I still see the sky and I'm so thankful. And I told the Lord when I was in Tennessee in the prayer closet, I said, Lord, I don't want to go to Washington and get tainted. I don't want to go there and get caught up in corruption. You know, I said, I would rather stay here with nothing and keep your face upon me than to be up around, you know, uh, to be caught up and to be worried about who I'm going to talk to and the elite and, you know, get caught up in all that i want to see your face i don't want to lose your face and reading this book is letting me know that i still am and i'm thankful i can still hear the birds because it's the simpleness of our walk bride it's the beauty of his holiness when we get to do that let me pull myself together (laughs) thank you I'm just right in your presence. I praise you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Okay. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm crazy. I traveled across this country, Brad, and I saw our country and the beautiful countryside. And I saw, you know, a lot of the trees are, each state has different looking trees, you know. And it's the beauty of how awesome god is that he gave us a country that is so unique and like all of us we live in different states i mean think about how god did this because we live in different states even the states look different the states the states are like different cultures you know and like me my southern voice and then you go to my culture it's very warm Uh, Nashville is very warm just like my personality is very warm Uh, the trees are just beautiful oh I love the Tennessee trees I love the Tennessee mountains Uh, you know and then you go to like Alabama oh my goodness Uh, the trees in Alabama are just so fluffy there's are so beautiful and big and and Alabama is so green and then you go to Florida And Florida, you know, is a lot flatter, (laughs) you know, than Tennessee and Alabama. But you go to Florida and you see all the beautiful palm trees and, and all the beauty of Florida. And then you drive through, you know, all the different places across the country. And that is just how the Lord wants us to see his uniqueness. He wants us to see his creativity, you know, and like. In other words, the way that he creates trees that are so different with different leaves and the different designs of trees and the different bark on trees, the different fruit that comes on trees, that is God. That's the beauty of God. That's his uniqueness, and that's how he is with us as humans. You know, God created me with very small, beady eyes. He created me with a nose that everybody calls a pug nose, you know. It's a pug nose is what I've always heard. And then he created me with these unique lips so that when I smile, it lights, you know. And he created me with these ears, you know. And he created me with these ears. And, and just everything the way he did, you know, I can't help it, I'm white. You see what I mean? He created me white, so why be mad at me because he created me white i'm not mad because he created you asian or any other see when the devil wants to divide the cultures he's hurting god that is hurting god because he meant for you to be black he meant for you to be brown he meant for you to be white because you are his you see to me we're like trees There's fat trees, there's skinny trees, there's tall trees, there's short trees, there's trees with missing limbs, there's trees with knots. You see what I mean? But they're all in His garden. And that's the same with us. We have to learn to appreciate the different beauty of people. The different faces, eyes. Some are slanted up, some are slanted down, some are round. You know what I mean? Like, all of this is God's unique blueprint just like it is with trees but anyway whoa boy that was a revelation thank you lord for loving me thank you and for bringing me up here to washington and you just proved to me lord that you kept my word my uh request that you would keep my heart simple and keep my heart pure before you because I would rather wake up every morning and saying good morning, Lord, and enjoying that sunshine than to be, you know, uh, waking up in a palace and miserable. I don't want that. I'd rather please the Lord all the way to the top. You see what I mean? Okay, so let's get back here. Who have us a revelation? Okay. Organic Christianity examines the heart of Christianity and declares that we are still in that garden as the true bride. You know, on my television, bride, and on the radio, I say the voice of the true bride of Christ. Uh, the reason I say that is because there is a false bride. There is a bride that is a prostitute to God. There is a bride that cheats on God. They say they're Christians, but they're wolves in sheep's clothing. That's a false bride. The true bride is the pure bride, the one that needs to be in unity. Okay? Uh, We must know our position in God and who we are in Christ and he is in us. So we can be confident no matter what the enemy may throw at us. We are a victorious bride. We are either going to burn on fire for God on earth. Allowing our tree to bear all the fresh fruit for God that we can. Or we will stand before God on judgment day. And we will hear him say, I gave your tree one chance on earth to bear much fruit, and you did not even enjoy my garden. You did not enjoy the birds of the air and the beautiful trees that I gave you, nor the landscape or the sky, and the time I gave you was a gift. You took your tree and became selfish, And wanted to do with your tree what you wanted to do. I have no choice but to cast your tree into the fire. Because you was no use to me on the earth. Matthew 3.10 The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's what the word says. So if you allow God to judge you on the earth to keep your roots clean and to receive his living water flowing through them, you will bear much godly fruit here on the earth. Thus, when you stand before the throne of God, God will look at your tree and say, You did good. You did well in my garden. Now go and enjoy eternity. Life here on earth is very short. So I pray that you will allow God to prune your tree, clean your roots, and purge your tree so that you can bear much good fruit for him on earth. God bless you as you read this book. Included is an excerpt from my autobiography. It's an extension or continuation of my first book, Testimony of a Broken Bride. Jesus is the True Husband. I share from my heart the struggles I've had in surrendering to God's perfect will for my life. God can take your negative. And turn it into a positive. (laughs) God, you're so funny. Okay, so here we go. Chapter 1. God's plan for humanity. This is good. Have you ever wondered why we exist? Have you wondered why God takes us through tests and trials? Have you wondered how humanity began and the purpose of our existence on earth? As we grow older, we see people come and go. We see lives tragically taken at young ages, and others who live to be 110 years old, etc. Some lives seem to be fulfilled and rich in family and love, while others seem to be cold and indifferent. Why is that? Why does each of us experience God on different levels? It is because we each have a destiny that He wrote before time began. We are all unique in His eyes. Before time began, a battle raged between the angels and God because of a chief archangel archangel named Lucifer. Imagine how it hurt God when Lucifer, his chief angel and worship leader, turned his back on him and turned a third of the angels against him. Why did Lucifer turn his back on God? The answer is pride. He thought he was better than God, and God had no choice but to throw him out of his presence because he cannot be around sin. Lucifer made a choice to reject God through his pride and ended up tainting God's angels. In order to prevent this from happening again, God created mankind. A Quest for Relationship God created the earth after Lucifer's fall from heaven. He created the earth, the garden, and mankind for a reason. One very important point we must all remember is that Lucifer, referred to as Satan, is not equal to God. Uh, This was said by prophetic revivalist Ron Till, January 2016, at the Hub Gathering in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Lucifer is a fallen angel and always will be. The battle that has been raging to this day is because Lucifer is still trying to turn people against God. Now, how does he tempt humanity? His main weapon is pride. Think of how he did with Adam and Eve. He tempted them with pride by explaining how they will have all-knowing power by eating of this tree. This is pride. God is triumphant and wins in the end. By the time God created the earth, his heart was to create people to have a relationship with him. People who would choose him over their pride. It's almost like we are on earth for a testing period. To see how we choose to live, which will determine our eternity. In this time period, we will all be tested and tried to ensure that we have clean hearts to be in his kingdom. This is to prevent another disaster such as as his experience with Lucifer. Did you know that Satan will be loosed one more time after the millennium to tempt one more time? It's almost like he began the stage for testing mankind. What do you do when you test something? You take your hypothesis and create an environment to test your theory. Then he sits back and watches creation to see what we will choose and how we will do it. This is why he loves to discuss his actions with us. Before God judges the earth, he reveals to his prophets. Look at this. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. He informs his prophets so that they can reason together with him and warn mankind. He wants them to repent and plead with him for his mercy. That's where we're at right now, Brad. He wants us to repent and plead. That's what I do for us. Many times throughout history, God has changed his mind about pending actions due to intercession of his people. It's all mercy by God to reveal his plans. If the people do not repent, he follows through. I'll give you a couple of examples. Abraham talked to God about his impending destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah. So God informed Abraham that he was destroying this city due to its sin. Abraham pleaded with God and shifted God's plan. And here it is. Genesis eighteen sixteen through 33. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all of the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon us abraham that which he has spoken of him and the lord said because of the cry of sodom and gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous i will go down and see whether they have done altogether to the cry of it which is come unto me and if not i will know in other words i have seen the corruption that's taking place in sodom and gomorrah and i'm gonna go down there and check this out myself And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood before the Lord. And Abraham drew near, which you know took boldness for him to draw near to the Lord. And he said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for fifty righteous that are therein? that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? And the Lord said, Now, bride, think about when Abraham said this to God, how bold he was. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which I am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there should be, there should lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke with him yet again, and he said, "Peradventure there should be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty sake. And he said unto him again, I'm like, how bold is Abraham? What the world? You know. And he said unto him, Oh, let the Lord not be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there should be 30 found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Behold, now I have taken unto me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there should be 20 found there. 20. And he said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I'm like, what is wrong with you, Abraham? You know. He's like, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak, but this one's perventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went away. And as soon as he left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. So Abraham Changed God's mind about Sodom. But God ended up destroying the city. But he looked for the ten righteous and found only Lot and his family. He actually considered what Abraham said. He doesn't have to because he's God. He can do what he wants. Another example is Jonah. Jonah was told by God that he was destroying Nineveh Jonah told Nineveh they're about to destroy in three days. And the city repented from the top down. And the government proclaimed a fast and required that everyone participate. After much crying and repenting, God changed his mind, which made Jonah angry. So Jonah 3, 1 through 10. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on the sackcloth from the greatest of them into the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh. And he arose from his throne and laid his robe on him and covered himself with sackcloth and set in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? So God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil. God repented of the evil and He that he had said he would do unto them and he did it not following this forgiveness of Nineveh by God Jonah became angry and God threw him in the belly of the well you probably know the rest of the story however the main point is that God relented and did not punish Nineveh and it was based upon their repentance and heart now I will investigate God's relationship to man in another in another chapter This is the test of a prophet. All of you that consider yourselves prophets, listen to this. By Ronald Darrell. Why should God tell us the future? Why on earth, after all, should God tell us anything about the future? The only reason I can think of is that he expects us to do something with the information. Like repent and turn your life around and straighten out your life and fly right now I just want to say, Brad, when, when I went across the country in twenty seventeen and I was trying to do the mega revival, make America Godly Again revival, we was doing the March here in DC. Uh when I went across the country and I saw the corruption that was in uh the country, in the church, needless to say I was devastated. I've, Here I was all these years trying to bring unity in the church. And I saw unity is not what we need. We need a separation. I mean, we can't have unity in the church if half the church is tainted. So the true bride needs to be in unity, not with the false bride. You see what I'm saying? So I was devastated, needless to say. So I started doing shows and I started exposing what I was seeing called the clarion call. And I wrote them books, those four books, to expose to everybody what I saw in the nation and to warn them. But then when it come time to publish them, the Lord told me, get in the prayer closet. I got in the prayer closet, shut everything down, shut the books down, everything. When I got in the prayer closet, Bride, the Lord told me, he said, I showed you all that stuff because you are moving to Washington, D.C. and you're going to do something about it. And that's exactly what is said right here. The Lord reveals these things to his prophets because he wants them to do something about it. He doesn't want you sitting there with all this information and do nothing. You would be worthless to him. He wants you to, faith without works is dead. So now I moved up here to Washington and God has strategically put me right on the top. He strategically pushed me right up there. Why? Because he showed me out in the country what we're really facing. He showed me what is happening in the country in the realm of the church. The the spiritual avenue of the church. He brings me up here and then he places me at the Capitol. I prayed three months at the Capitol. Then he moves me in the White House. Now I'm praying there. Now he's opening up the northern region of Virginia. So he's got me here for this whole prayer. Because my whole life is prayer. This is my main calling is prayer. And so the Lord has got me here to help the bride, to help the country. So I'm up here going to war and I'm chopping. I'm chopping these roots that the enemy is trying to place in our nation. He is trying to change the identity of the country. So not saying anything about me and I am not putting myself on a pedestal. Please hear me. I'm just saying my mission, okay, my destiny with God. So I'm up here cutting these things, and I'm, I'm thwarting his plans, and I, I'm, I'm canceling them. And I'm saying, no, you're not. You know, in other words, I'm up here fighting for my grandkids. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my community. I'm fighting for my nation. And the point is, somebody has got to do it, Brad. Somebody. A lot of people are not going to accept the messenger because the messenger does not look the way they think they should look. The, mes- the messenger is not connected is not in certain groups like others it's the same way with donald trump (laughs) a lot of people don't want to accept him because he doesn't look like the perfect mold but god chooses who he chooses baby and the whole point is we have to obey him that's the point whether people understand what you're doing or not okay going back to this so god help us to have prophets today to speak the truth to us and not tickle our ears if we do not speak the truth to the bride, we do not truly love them. Let me say that again. If we are pastors and we are not speaking truth, we don't love our sheep. We love the money more than we love the sheep. We love the prestige more than we love the sheep. We love our identity, our call, you know, our uh, position, our material things, everything more than the sheep. No. If you're a captain of a ship, you go down. You go down before you let your people go down. And that's how it is. We lay down our lives in ministry to speak the truth. And, I mean, no matter what the cost is. And, you know, bride, when I was sitting there the other day with the LGBT, uh, you know, this March, and I'm watching all these people down here worshiping the Lord and, and so broken, their hearts are so broken, uh the people up on the platform sharing their stories so broken and i'm sitting there just repenting i'm like lord we did this to them the church the bride the ministers and i i repented to the lord lord i i'm so sorry that your bride quit preaching truth this is the result of them not preaching truth lord because these people don't understand their identity and we heard many of them say they was in church their whole life. You fathom that one. In church their whole life. And, and they didn't understand who they was in Christ. They didn't have their demons cast out. See, we quit casting out demons. We quit. This is the stuff that God showed me across the country. And so, he has me, you know, the Mama June up here uh repenting to him like on behalf of the church repenting to him on behalf of the country what we've done and i'm just doing my simple little part to help you know but the point is is that we have just like this book says love tells the truth even if it hurts when i talk to my children i tell them the truth even if they're gonna hate me brad who cares Wouldn't you rather your children be free? Wouldn't you rather your congregation be free? That's the whole point of it. It's not about how they receive it. It's are they hearing it? Now they've heard it. Now they have to do something with it. What they do with the information is their own thing. And then like I heard some of the people, you know, from the thing on Saturday. And they talked about how the church was so mean to them. But some of them said... Some people actually told me the truth. It's just the way they delivered it was in love. We have to tell them the truth. And allow God to use that truth. Let me give you an example. This is what God showed me. Let's say I'm a person and I have convinced myself to be a prostitute. I have convinced myself that what I'm doing. I've listened to the enemy and I've convinced myself that this is the I'm on the right path. When you speak truth to them, backing up with the word of God, the sword, the word is a sword, bride. So the word comes down and it chops. That's what a sword does. It chops. It chops through the lies. And when you tell the truth, it chops. It cuts through. And sometimes it's shocking to the person. It, It hurts to hear this sword. It's hurt to feel the sword. But the point is, if we do not release that sword, it will come back on us. The blood is on our hands. This is the reason we're called, bride. We are called to tell people the truth. Of course, we are to deliver in love. I understand that. But love is the truth. Okay? All right. so let's continue. Now, when I was writing these books, Bride, the Lord revealed to me that He did write a book about us. It's called The Book of Remembrance and Destiny. And what that means is, is uh, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost sit around one day and they talking. Yes, they're one. Believe me. I'm the Trinity. Believe me, one. But they sit around talking and they're like, okay, let's take uh, the character of June. <laughs> let's take June Dawn. Okay? Uh... What, what do we want to reveal about her life? What, how creative can we be with June? And they're like, well, how about let's give her a personality that's very big. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's give her this big personality. Let's give her this. Uh, we want her, uh, when she gives her the pen to us, we want to reveal to everybody that although she did all these terrible things, been married six times, and been through all these men, that she can do it with us. That we are the true husband. God, Jesus is the true husband. So, 19 years of being single, 19 years of him taking care of her, and well, especially the last six years. But this is my lot in life. This is my uh, destiny. Is the bride. Look, we are the bride series my whole destiny is to be is the mama hood of the bride the mama and the bride that's my destiny that's that's what he's called me to and because of that bride he has called me to walk a very 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 thin line of holiness remember he won't let me do anything he he rebukes me like i'll get out if i try to go off a little bit off a trail He puts that rod out there and says, get back. Get back, daughter. You can't do that. You can't talk to this person. You cannot. So he keeps me on a very long, a very thing. So anyways, the point is, I gave my life to him six years ago, surrendered fully to him. And since then, he has taken me through this uh, destiny path that he has for me because he has the pen. The key is, is to letting him keep that pen. I'm going to give you a little pointer that I've learned over the years. When you get to where you cannot take it anymore and you're ready to explode, everything is crashing around you. Uh, You're feeling the pressure of the warfare and whatnot. What the devil wants you to do is go out and have sex, go out and do drugs, go out and drink go out, go grab you a glass of wine to calm down. You see what I'm saying? Like, he's wanting you to do all this stuff for comfort, okay? But God says, no, daughter, get on your face. I want to relieve that comfort. So then, we get on our face and we cry to him. Like, one morning, I was having warfare, I guess this was uh, two or three months ago. The Lord woke me up at three o'clock, and He said, "I want you to go get in your prayer closet right now." I go in a closet, I put a, a blanket on the floor, and I just get on my on my face and I weep like there is no tomorrow. I I didn't realize I had so much bottled up, Brad. Right? I didn't realize I had so much inside of me that was hurting, and I laid on that floor and I was just screaming you know, just letting it out. I'm missing my children. I'm lonely, you know, and I need help, and I'm overwhelmed, and, you know, I'm letting him know all these things that I'm feeling, you know. And, boy, you talking about just healing. That is what he wants. He is jealous for you, bride. He does not, when we are hurting and we lean on things, drinking drugs rock and roll relationships while well, you know what i'm saying when we lean on these things that's an idol to us god wants no idols before us he wants it us and him he wants you to lean on him cry to him include him Remember what I told you when I studied judgment. One of the reasons of judgment of a country is when they took God out and quit including Him. It's the same way in your marriage. You take God out, you're going to suffer. Same thing in a business. Take God out, you're going to suffer. As long as God is in the midst of of the situation, He will bring healing. This is for somebody out there. I'm feeling this by the presence of the Lord. When you take God out of the equation, you're taking your answer out. You're taking the cushion out because God think of your life as a bubble like me uh, right now there's no way I could do this assignment battling these principalities and everything like I do without being in this bubble of protection the authority that God has given me I can't do it and we have to stay in that bubble the only way we can get out of the bubble is if we get stubborn and stiff necked if we get prideful And think we can do it on our own. We step outside that bubble. Because then we think we're better than God's protection. How do you know you're still in that bubble? Well, the way that you know you're still in that bubble is correction. Is God still correcting and rebuking and chastising you? I'm feeling God's presence so thick right now. That is how you know you're in God's perfect will. Because he is... Check in your spirit. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have you need to repent. You know, because there's none of us that is perfect, and if we think we're beyond correction, we're backslid. Because we're in an attitude of pride. And God does not operate in pride. Okay? So we need to keep our hearts humble before Him. I can I just heard this in my spirit. Somebody's probably saying, "Well, what about President Trump being in pride?" Well, you got to remember this, Brad. First of all, people ask me, even the liberal media, they've asked me in the White House, they've asked me, "Why do you evangelicals support President Trump?" And you know how he talks, and you know how he does. And this is what I tell them: I say, first of all, we did not elect a pastor; <laughs> we elected. A business. We knew exactly what we was getting into when we voted for that man. We knew he's not perfect, but he's God's man. So this is what I told him. We trust God. It's not that we trust President Trump. We trust God using President... God chose him. Why God chose him is between God and him. What we have to do is trust that God is in control. So God is going to do what he's going to do with that man so we trust god in the midst of all of the things that are happening all the things he's done we have grace grace for him you see what i mean we should have grace for each other type of deal but anyways all right so going back to the book of remembrance and destiny all right. are y'all enjoying this book so far brian i know i am it is really encouraging my faith today because this was three years ago in Mississippi when this book was birthed. And I'm going to tell you, Bride, birthing these twin books in was a warfare like you would not believe. This is why God had an intercessor in the house, a midwife. I've never experienced a midwife up until that point. But she prayed in tongues for me the whole time I wrote for 11 weeks. And then, she fed me, took care of me, clothed me. I mean, everything. It was a really amazing 11 weeks. While she was up there interceding, I had supernatural experiences with God. This book, these books are so supernatural. So, here we go. Okay, so, Book of Remembrance and Destiny. God created each person before time began. The Trinity wrote our destiny books. Malachi 3.16 Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. What? Oh, I know what I was telling you a second ago about the including God. Okay, so about judgment. God wants us to include him. Okay? So... When I went into the White House to start reporting the news, I had this revelation, Okay, Lord, our news is going to be different because we're going to tell the bride what we're facing in our country and then we're going to do something about it. We know the one who has the answers to the nation's problems. So, WATV-TV will include God. We're, let me tell you something, bride. Our ministry is not meant to look like CNN, see any of them. We are meant to look like the model that God created for us. The destiny he has for WATB TV. Did you know that visions that God gives you ministries is all a uh, has a soul to it? It has a destiny to God that is meant to be fulfilled. WATB, we are the bride ministries, is not mine. It's God's. I'm a mere steward of it. God one day God may ask me to give it all away. Can you believe that after years of plowing you know, years of plowing and and birthing radio, birthing television, going all the way to the White House to begin this network. This is gonna end up being a network. One day there will be a radio station in Nashville. One day there'll be a huge tower with We Are the Bride Ministries. The Lord's already showed me all this. But it's not mine. The Lord may tell me one day, I want you to give all of this to somebody else and move on and do something else. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'll be like, what? After all the years of birthing this in? Because nothing, he's having me birth it like a forerunning deal. We need pure media Brad. I'm not always going to be the face. I'm not always going to be the one you're hearing from. But W.A.T.B. will always be here. Because this is true, true voice Coming through to the bride. I'm just the one having to birth all this in. I'm the, I'm the one paying the price. You know, having, to, <laughs> having to walk this thin line of purity because it has to be a pure voice. You see what I'm saying? So when I was at the White House and I was reporting the news, and then I said, "All right, Brad, let's take a moment and pray for the president." These uh, reporters walking by stopped. And stared. <laughs> they was like, what is this woman doing in front of the White House? You know what I'm saying? So afterwards, he walked up. Who are you? I want to know your credentials. Why are you praying here at the White House for the president? And I told him, because this is we are a ministry, and this is how we're going to do it. So, Brian, in other words, we're including God in the problems. I mean, I'm just doing my little part. Okay, so let's continue. Malachi 3.16. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. We remember you, Lord, and we include you. Exodus 32, 32. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book that has been written. Psalm 58, 56, 8. Thou tellest my wonderings. Put thou my tears into my bottle. Into your bottle. Are they not in thy book? What? I just I just had a revelation, Bride. What? Our tears are in my book of remembrance? <gasps> wow. That is what you just said. Thou tellest my wonders; put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Wow! Because look, Brian, right we get to heaven. We're going to get to read each other's books. I'm going to say, "Hey, Gail, I'm going to read your book." I want, and then I'll be reading Gail's book. Gail, why did you do that? What was you thinking? <laughs> wow, Gail. I am so proud of you, Miss Gail. I think you... Wow, Gail, I am shocked, you know. Uh, but we'll be reading each other's destiny books throughout eternity. So anyways, let's continue. But it's neat to know that our tears will be in our books. So you will be able to see how much I cried when I got to this point, And how much I cried when I got to this point in my book. And how I cried when I was over here. You see what I mean? Isn't that going to be amazing? Oh, God is so amazing. Okay, so Psalm 69, 28. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. <sighs> see, that once saved, always saved doctrine is from the pits of hell. Right there it shows you. You can be blotted right out. You can be taken out, your choices. Okay, Daniel seven ten. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were opened. Yes, Lord, God loves books. Before I go any further, please let me point out that God loves books. There are many different types of books in heaven. Everything we do and say is recorded in books. I just had another revelation. (laughs) I've got so much revelation going on this morning. I'm glad all this is recorded. Listen to this. One fascinating thing I've learned about the president. I've learned so many fascinating things working in the White House, but this is one. Okay, here is just a man. The president is just a man, okay? So, it's like everything he does is recorded. Every conversation, every phone call, every person he meets with, every room he's in, everywhere he goes. It's like he is a walking historical document. I mean, I'm in awe of it. When I see him, I'm like, I'm like, you know, the last time I lost it, remember, he walked by me. He walked by me. He was getting ready to board his uh, helicopter, and I'm like, he was right in front of me. I was like, hello, President. (laughs) Yes, I did. I was like, hello, President. And he turned and looked at me, and I said, we love you. You know, I was talking about the Christians. I was like, we love you. And he looked at me, and he gave me the biggest smile and (laughs) what. But I lost it. I completely lost it because you know, you know how it is when you pray for somebody for so long, you know. But anyways, the point is, he is a walking historical document, and I'm thinking, how does this man do it? I mean, he get he gets up at like three and four o'clock in the morning, goes to bed at midnight. He only gets a few hours of sleep a night, and I don't know how he does it. But did you know too? This is an interesting fact. Okay, he does the Twitter and social media. Every person that talks to him, every person that interacts with him is recorded. Did you know that? Because you mess with the president, you're going to be recorded. So all these goofy people on there calling him names, putting him down, threatening him. They don't know this bride, but they are going down in history as the goofiest people ever. Because they're going down in the Library of Congress. These people are documented. They are being recorded. So, their grandkids will see how goofy they was. I mean, just crazy. But the point is, we are the same way. We're the same way. We are just as important. Like, the president is important to our country. He's an ambassador. He's a representative. He is this. He's that. that. We are the same way in this kingdom. We have angels. Did you know I have angels all in this room right now? Sometimes I talk to them. I'll be like, thank you, angels. This this is funny, right? Sometimes I'll be out and like say I'm walking through Washington and I'll almost trip or something and I'll be like, thank you, angels. (laughs) You know, because I know they're with me and I know they protect me. And so, uh, we have them, they're watching and just like, there's probably one a scribe, scribe, write to me just to document everything I'm doing and saying. And so, we are like that. We're ambassadors in this kingdom, just like President Trump is the ambassador of the country. Okay, so, there are many different types of books in heaven's. In the heaven. Everything we do and say is recorded in books. It's almost like we are participating in a virtual reality movie. And heaven and hell are watching the outcome. Heaven is recording our actions in books so that we can be rewarded later. Hell is watching our actions. And if we provide an open door to sin, they will run through that door to destroy our destiny. Wow, let me repeat that again. Heaven is recording our actions in books so that we can be rewarded later. Oh, man. I'm having so much revelation, right? I'm telling you. In the world, when we sin, is a temporal, easy, fast pleasure. Okay. When we do this, oh, it feels so good right now. When we do that, oh, it feels so good right now. Even people that get revenge, I just had somebody get revenge on me. They were so mad because I obeyed God. And they turned around and got mad at me and got revenge on me. And it to them, it felt good to satisfy that revenge. You see what I mean? To satisfy that anger. And when they do it, and I, I've seen that many, many years. I've had, you know, all kinds of scenarios. Uh, ministers that got jealous or whatever, and then they try to destroy me and try to ruin my name. And then they will feel good, you know, because they are, they're feeling relieved by the destruction that they're doing, they're trying to do to my ministry, and they're trying to do to me. But God... <laughs> It may cost me something here and there, but it never stops me. God has taught me, as long as you keep my face and you keep, you know, this deal between me and you, let all them do that. Who cares? Who cares what all these other people are doing? Because they're not going to stop God. God, is, as long as I keep my heart, I said this the other day, there's three things that will keep you from going forward in your destiny. Perversion. If you get off in perversion and doing things you shouldn't be doing, even in your mind, you're going to cut off your flow. Uh, Disobedience. If God told you to go to Nineveh and you refuse to go to Nineveh, you're cutting off your destiny. Number three is bitterness in my heart. We're going to continually, bride, have arrows flown at us. We're going to continually have people that are going to be jealous, angry, angry. Backstabbers, you know, you're gonna have that. This is, you know, we're living in the world, but what they do is between them and God. Hear me good, Brad. What they do is between them and God, but what you do in retaliation, in return to what they do, is where you're judged. So, if I get so angry because all these ministers are stabbing me in the back out here, they're trying to stop my flow of destiny or whatever. My reaction to them is where my judgment's coming right now right now when I see the arrows coming this one done this this one done this they they stopped this event they've done this they've done this because they're jealous or whatnot I just do it like this I forgive I forgive them Lord bless them I forgive them who cares <laughs> who cares it's not gonna stop my destiny with god and that's what i care about is my heart before my creator my heart before my very best friend that is the key bride we have to keep our hearts clean those are the three things that will stop you and as long as you keep your heart clean don't get in perversion and don't and obey god when he tells you to do things you'll be fine and even if it sounds crazy like him telling me Six years ago, go on Facebook and repent for the entire world because you hurt my name. And I did. I went on there and repented. Our reputation is of no matter. We, what reputation do we have, bride? Who cares what other people think of us? When we are walking in obedience, we care about the audience of one. People are not going to understand why you do things the way you do. You, you still have to do them when you know that it is God. Now, I'm talking, of course, we have accountability. Please hear me. I'm not saying be a lone wolf out there. But you have to obey the Lord at all costs and trust Him. The most important thing, bride, for you is to have your ears tuned to Him, the frequency to heaven. Because we're not moved by circumstances, we're not moved by situations, we're not moved by earthquakes and fire and, and all the other things, the chaos, the, the backstabbing, the jealousy. We're not moved by that, Brad. We're moved by this, the ear. When God called me from Tennessee up here to Washington, I had no money, I had no way to do it. But God said, go. And that's what I say, Go! You know, I don't have this. You know, I don't have that. I said go. So I get on a greyhound, get up here, $9 in a suitcase. <laughs> I had no idea that God was just wanting to show everybody what an awesome God He is in my life. And to show everybody, okay, I called her up here. I'm going to provide for her, you know, type of deal. The ear, or having us in tune to heaven, is the most important thing. Okay, so let's get back to this. So, heaven is recording our action in books so that we can be rewarded later. See, our reward comes later. Hell is watching our actions, and if we provide an open door to sin, they will run through that door and destroy our destiny. Satan is a policeman. Listen to this, bride. He is waiting for us to entertain thoughts and let that seed grow into sin. Some people say, well, I went out and got drunk last night. I, I don't know what come over me, uh, but I just went and did it. No, it began as a seed. You have been tempted for a very long time. You may have entertained and had a drink of wine. Then you had another drink of wine. You know what I mean? You entertained it, and then it just grows, 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 grows. It just grows until it just takes you out. The same with sin. Well, I just want to watch a little bit of porn. I just want to do this. Oh, I'll just do this. I'll just kiss a guy. I won't do anything else, but I'll just kiss. You know, you open the door and it just rolls. It steamrolls. It escalates. We can't do that, bride. Shut the everlasting door already. You know what I'm saying? Don't even give the devil a darn inch. Shut it. No, I am not. I <laughs> I refuse to. I am not listening to that worldly music that all it says is bump and grind. No. No, no, no. Why? Because you listen to this vomit, and vomit will end up coming out. You'll be wanting that vomit. I mean, Brian, it's just that simple. All right, let's continue. All right, so he is waiting for us to entertain thoughts and let that seed grow into sin. They are also recording our words, and we will answer to God for how we used our tongues which have much more power than we can imagine. We are created in God's image, and He created the whole earth with His mouth. So we are judged by how we use this power. The Bible says that the mouth speaks death and life, curses and blessings. In addition to the recorded books, we have books written like the Lamb's Book of Life, which records the names of the chosen ones. This book contains only the names of God's people and only the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the earth is worthy to open the book. Bribe, when you read that in Revelation, oh man, I cried, I cried, I cried. When I discovered that the whole heavens was silent, Because nobody was worthy to open that book. I mean, like, have you ever felt fear to where fear just numbs you? You're like, you know what I mean? Like, it just numbs you. That's what I felt when I read that in Revelation. That all of heaven was like, nobody, this book has to be opened. There's nobody that can do it. And then Jesus, the Lamb of God, comes. And they're like, Worthy, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to open the book, Worthy. I can just see the angels going down, Worthy is the Lamb, Worthy, Worthy, Worthy. You know, and they're just saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. Like how how special that moment was when Jesus, hey, that can be a whole movie. That could be a whole movie, you know worthy is the lamb that was slain oh my goodness okay so uh okay so in addition to the recorded books we have books written in the Lamb's book of life which was recorded which records the names of the chosen ones this book contains only the names of god's people and only the lamb Which was slain from the foundation of the earth is worthy to open that book. How holy is that? How awesome is that? Only our husband has the rights to open that book to present to his father. You know, bride, I do a ceremony called Bride Fest. I should do one up here. I should do one before I leave this city, a Bride Fest. The Lord gave me a dream and he showed me through dreams and through intercession in the woods about what it means when we become his bride. And it's a ceremony of women and men, but the women dress in bridal gowns and they walk down the aisle and Jesus is standing up there and God is the judge. You know, God is the one that is the officiator of the wedding. And so the people, I've done several of these. And the people walk down the aisle. And the Lord give me the words to say and everything. And they walk down the aisle. And they marry Jesus. And it gives a visual. Of. I am going to do this. Lord when can I do this. At Christmas. Wouldn't that be awesome. Would y'all come to that bride. We would do a bride fest at Christmas. Uh, The lamb that was slain. Or we could do it in September yes during the holy month wouldn't that be beautiful but the bride comes down and she understands them because it's a visual of the price that he paid for her and the price that she paid is paying for him she dies and he dies in a perfect unity it's pretty cool anyways okay so This book contains only the names of God's people and only the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the earth is worthy to open that book. How holy is that? How awesome is that? Only our husband has the rights to open that book to present to his father. Isn't that amazing? Back to our book of destiny and remembrance. God has a book written about our time on earth. God, the Trinity, wrote a book about each human to bring a revelation to mankind about the wonders of God. Each person is to reveal something different or another aspect of who God is. The book content depends on the human's choices. If the human will die to his will once he gets saved and realize that his destiny is in Christ, he will choose to give God the pen to his story and allow him to finish that book the way that it's meant to be. God will then take over that book and reshape that story to create the most amazing, wonderful book to blow the human's mind and the minds of those around him. Well, you think of that guy last night, Eli. Look at what God did with that story. That's why I said, Eli, that's going to be a movie. I see that as a movie. The story of Eli, the trauma, the hurts and the pains, And how God turned around and healed Eli. Oh, now God has the pen to Eli's book. And Eli is going to be so amazed at what God does in his life. This book requires great patience, trust, obedience, relationship, love, continual dying of yourself. Yes, that is the truth. And time. We walk in obedience on a daily basis of faith. We walk one day at a time, trusting that God holds our tomorrow. The choice remains. Will the human allow God to take the pen to their destiny and finish their earthly stories? Or will he be selfish and keep the pen? Because he doesn't want to obey God. And pay the price that he re- is required to continue the chapters. Did you know that if you do not obey God at one chapter, you are literally stuck there and can, cannot continue to further chapters? Let me repeat that. If you do not obey God, you will be stuck on that same mountain going around and round. And let me tell you something. You may say and do stuff different to make the world think you're advancing, but in God's eyes, you are not. You are in disobedience. For instance, let's say I've got a big, thriving church over in Bel-Air, okay? And I'm I'm thriving, and, and I've got all this money, and I'm driving a Lamborghini, and I'm living all large. And then God says... I want you to give this ministry to your assistant pastor, and I want you to start all over, and I want you to go over to uh, Skid Row, and I want you to start a church on Skid Row. (gasps) No way! I am not giving up my Lamborghini. I am not going to give up my church. I am not going to go over there to Skid Row. How dare you tell me to go over there? to the poor side of town. Now, who do you think you are, God? So in order to ease his suffering of his terrible decision to not give up the big luxurious church, he starts a homeless ministry in his church. And he says, I'll just do this instead. That way I can keep my illustrious lifestyle and I can keep doing what I'm going to do. And I'll look so good in front of the world because i'm i'm doing all this for my community and i'm patting myself on the back because my church started this and i'm doing all these wonderful things and god's like no i told you to go over there and if you won't give it up you'll never go any further and then it could cost him his life right some disobedience cost you your life And I pray that it does not. Amen. So let's continue. I just thought of something. How do you know if someone is on the right track or not? Say a ministry. This is how you know. Is the fruit of their heart. The fruit of their heart. This is how you know. The Bible says, judge. We are to judge. Did you know that, bride? By their fruits. Judge them by their fruits. You don't judge ministries, people, person, place, or thing by signs, miracles, and wonders. You don't. It's a wrong way to judge people. Why? Because even Satan will have signs, miracles, and wonders. The Antichrist himself will have signs, miracles, and wonders. You cannot base it upon that. You can't even base it upon prophetic words. What? They're so accurate. How can they not be of God? Because of familiar spirits. You can't. How do you do it, Brian? Judge by the fruits. What is the fruits? Love. (laughs) Do you see love exuding from this ministry? Do you see love exuding from this person? Look how they are with people. Do you see love exuding from them? Patience, long-suffering, blah, blah, blah. All the fruits of the Spirit is how you judge a person, how you judge a ministry. So let's continue here. Okay, so this book requires great patience okay here we go did you know that if you do not obey god at one chapter you're literally stuck there and cannot continue to further chapters you will continue around that mountain over and over again until you learn your lesson or surrender that part of yourself to god god is jealous over you and requires all of you he will not quit either until you release that or you just die in that state and stillness. So many Christians die like this. They refuse to obey God on a certain thing. And they will never know what was on the other side of that thing until they obey. Thus, most of them will probably die not knowing. They couldn't wait, got impatient, or just gave up within their spirits. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. We must keep our hope and encouragement in God also some ministers will be instructed by god to give up their ministries or do this or that but they will not want to leave their comfortable ministries face the consequences or whatever it is that god's asking them to deny wow this is good they do not want to pay the price that god requires they will continue doing other things to impress society thinking they're really doing something However, doing all that good and disobeying God is not worth the labor or the time. It's fruitless and worthless in God's eyes when it comes to your obedience. Yes, God may use it because he always uses situations and people, even when they don't have a right motive, because he loves mankind. He will not honor your heart unless what was done was done with a right heart and in obedience. Obedience is always better than sacrifice. All of we ministers know about the big name ministers who were caught in the sex scandals in the 80s. It damaged the church a lot at that time. (coughs) Well, did you know? That God gave some of them at least three opportunities to repent. Did you know that, bride? And to turn from the sin before it was exposed. In other words, it's not God's will for everybody's sins to be exposed. But if they refuse and if they do not listen, he will expose it. God had mercy on them enough to warn them. He's not going to embarrass his bride if they will stay humble and repent when confronted with sin like David, etc. He will provide grace for change. However, if we are prideful and resist God's request, we will pay the consequences. My discovery of my destiny in this book. I think I'm going to have to stop here, bride. This is a long... Yeah, I got four pages. I may go back to this tonight. But I'm going to end here, Brad. Because I have got to get to work, okay? As much as I'd love to stay and finish reading this chapter. I'm going to put my little bookmark that somebody mailed me. Oh, and I bet she's watching. Look at this. This is from Kathleen Dor. Kathleen, are you watching? Looky here. I'm putting your bookmark in this book. And she wrote on the back. Holy Spirit, given my gift from All Night Prayer of 2009. Aw, oh, Kathleen, I just, that just ministered to me. Praying for you, June. Love, Kathleen. Aw. Wow. Kathleen. Bride, if I... I'm going to take a picture of this and show you. This must be from a vision that she received from all-night prayer in 2009. Look. She is down there worshiping the Lord. At the bottom of this graphic, you can't see it right here. Yeah, you can. See the bottom, the worship right there? And then... She's got an angel beside them three that is blowing a shofar. And then it looks like a picture over here of Jesus walking out of the tomb. And then it's got the mountain of God with a church on the top. What? (gasps) (sighs) What? Kathleen. Oh, no. The church has DC on it. Washington, D.C. Kathleen. And then it's got the rivers flowing down. Oh, my goodness. I am going to cry. Wow. The river from heaven has to stay pure. Because it has this angel from heaven with the bowls of prayers being poured out and what's being poured out into this river is uh peace salvation healing and then it says receive deliverance oh i receive lord and then it's got another angel shooting arrows through the clouds wow And then it's got an Israeli symbol uh, with the number 19 in it. Wow. Holy Spirit given. My gift. Oh, the Holy Spirit gave her this. From all night prayer in 2009. Praying for you, June. Wow. Wow. Let the rivers flow in our country. Because, Rob, what this reminds me of is when I was in the Niagara Falls. Remember I told you that the, there were six cities God had me pray across the country? Well, Niagara Falls was one of those cities. And the Lord told me to prophesy. Angels, open up the gates from the crystal clear waters from the throne to flow through our nation from one end to the other, cleansing her. And look, that's what that looks like. Look at that. The crystal clear waters from the throne coming down. Wow, I am just... This Bible study day is epic beyond every measure. The Lord is confirming his love and confirming his grace. Thank you, Lord. We pray this over Washington, D.C. right now. With all the corruption that you drain the swamp, Lord, heal this city. Let the crystal clear waters come down and heal this city, Lord. Heal this nation in the name of Jesus, Lord. All the prayers that's been sowed over this nation of healing and salvation and deliverance, Lord. Heal our country. Heal our peoples, Lord. Yes, Lord. I am a... I'm wrecked. I'm going in the White House today wrecked, I'm telling you. God is amazing. But the president, he's gone today. Oh, let me get a picture of this. He is gone, uh, I think, to Oklahoma today. So let me get a picture of this. I want you to see this, bride. I'll post it on Facebook. Look at this, bride. Thank you to Kathleen. Where did she go? This is amazing. Okay, So we're going to check in in Washington. Not the state of Washington. Let me go back and check. We are definitely not in the state of Washington. Lord Bright, if you have never been to the state of Washington, you need to go see it. It is beautiful. So green, just like Oregon. Oregon's like that. (laughs) And the thing about Oregon is, uh, Oregon has a bunch of trees that look like Christmas trees. And I was like, Lord, look at all it's Christmas tree land. Elizabeth, Lord, please heal the waters flowing from Capitol Hill. Yes. Cleanse those waters, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Definitely. Heal all the corruption that's going on in Washington in Jesus' name. All right, Bride. well, this is it. With the thing today, I will pick back up with this uh, either tonight or in the morning. And we will, oh, let me mark where we left off. That way we'll go right back to our place, let's see. Okay, we'll start here at this subtitle, okay so we will do that bride we'll get back on this tomorrow god is amazing i'm gonna get off here and go to work now bride if you want you can order these books and then follow along with me all right bride love you and dr june out